There's just glory. Glory, glory. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teach this morning, but here's what I want to say. I mean this very, very, very seriously. You do not have to move. You do not have to move. And Sean, I just want you to play, set a worshipful atmosphere while they're still here. If they leave, you can leave. But as long as they're here worshiping, I just want you to set a worship atmosphere if that's okay. Whoa, oh, I thought that was falling. I'm nervous about your cello. <laughs> I didn't, Christy, I didn't see you behind your cello. Christy has lost so much weight. I can't see her behind her cello. <laughs> Jesus. I want you just to worship. And I want this. I want some testimonies. Somebody bring me that mic if you can. I want some testimonies. If you have a testimony from something, I mean, hardcore, I want some. If you got healed, if... Uh, let, let's do this first, just real quick. If you got healed at Refine the Fire, can you raise your hand? See, that's way easier than testimonies. If you got set free of something that was binding you, would you raise your hand for a moment? If you, and I'll say never, um, you know, but you could have said, well, I did a little bit. Don't get, don't get religious on it. But if you have never really felt the tangible presence of God and this, this week, this weekend that we've had, you felt something, you can say a little bit more, but I'm talking about like something overwhelming where you'd never really experienced that. And some of these people was like, I don't know about that. If that's you, just raise your hand. Come on, several. If some of you experienced something you've never before in your life experienced, you felt the tangible presence of God, but this was on a whole nother level. Raise your hand. Come on. Just increase. So if you've raised your hand to testify, then I want you to raise your hand to worship. Because when you raise your hand to testify, you raise your hand for the victory. Moses rose his hands up and they won the battle. Your hands up are a testimony. Your worship is a testimony because you are setting yourself apart and saying, here am I, Lord. I declare that you are God. It's not by my strength, but by yours. Not by my will, but by yours. I am submitted to you and my hands are in the V for victory. So we worship you, Father. You're so good. We just stand in your glory. We sit in your glory. We lay in your glory. We, we bask in your glory, God. We'll get to some of the announcements at the end. We'll get to tithe at the end. We'll do all that stuff. But we're just going to stay in this outpouring moment. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to you about the glory of God this morning. I want to share with you a little bit about what the glory looks like, how to receive it, how to see it, how to sense it, how to know when it's amongst you. 
And you guys are just free, free this morning. I mean, you can worship however you want. You can sit at your seats. You can sit at the altar. You can do what you're, you're free this morning. I just want, I want to make that real clear that we're not going we're gonna to, we're, we're in order, but this is the order. This is the order. There's just, there's something happening right here. Like I just sense it. I see like just this river just flooding into this place and it's like it's filling up and those that are sitting in it are soaking in it and it's available. Look, I don't, you can run up into it anytime you want. You can get up from your seat and come up. But as I, as I talk this morning, if, you, if, you, if you're overwhelmed, come to this altar and I'm gonna talk about that. If you're confused why you should do that, I'm gonna teach on that. So you're gonna understand the biblical perspective of what's happening this morning. See, I love how God does things. Normally, I'm like, Lord, I'm going to teach on it, and then they'll do it. And the Lord's always like, no, they're going to do it, and then you're going to explain what happened. So what's happening right now is my message. If you're sitting out there and you want to open your Bibles, otherwise we'll put it up on the screen for you. I want to tell the story of, of Exodus chapter 33 with Moses about coming into the tangible presence and the glory of God. And for you that are in the glory, don't listen to me. If you don't need to worship God, go back and watch it later. Don't even worry about it. One word from his lips is better than my 35 minutes or an hour and 67 minutes. And One word from his lips is better than mine. Don't you, you're not upsetting me. Spend time with your father. Listen to your pastor later. Exodus 33. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to say this morning. Thank you, Lord, for every word you're speaking to your children intimately and corporately, Father. Ooh. I'm going to start here at verse 7. Moses has entered the tent of meetings. The tent of meetings is pre-tabernacle, pre, pre the, the temple. Okay, it's the traveling house of the Lord. And it says in 7, Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Some of us need to learn to seek the Lord and go outside of our normal camp and seek his presence a little bit outside what we're comfortable with. Whenever Moses went outside the tent, all the people would rise up. When a leader begins to lead and takes you to a different level, to a place you haven't been, People need to step up and follow. Shoo. Each would stand at his tent door. I want you to catch this. When they saw Moses to go meet with the presence of God, they got up and stood at their tent's door. Somebody was about to meet God and they were going to be a part of it. And the pillar, listen to this, when Moses entered the tent, the pillar of the cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak with Moses. I want you to catch this. When the church service started, the fog machine turned on. I want you to, all you religious people, catch this for one second, okay? 
I, I realize the fog machine is a cheap, we don't have one here, but I realize the fog machine in the church is a cheap imitation, but it is in fact an imitation. When you read in Revelations, it talks about the pillars of smoke and his smoke filling the temple. The truth is, is that the, the flashy church that's got all the lights and the smoke and stuff, they're actually like more looking like heaven than you think. When you get to heaven, you'll be like, oh, this is one of them charismatic modern churches. Oh, there's lots of light and smoke. I don't know what to tell you, but that's the way it works. But, but make no mistake, it is, it is just an imitation. There, there are some things where we're just preparing ourselves and getting comfortable in the environment, right? Some of you understand that. If you've ever tried, if you're married and you've ever tried to get in the shower with your wife and she got in first and you get in and your skin melts off instantly. Some of you are like, yeah, no, I know that. You didn't get accustomed to the environment. Okay. There's joy here. I'm telling you, don't think for one second. The joy of the Lord is here. The presence. Just receive it. Catch every word, every power that's coming off my lips. These are not vain words. These are not light words, but they don't return to me void, but they go out and do everything they mean to accomplish this morning. Receive them with the weight of his presence. This morning, there's glory in the room at a different level than you've experienced before, and I don't want you to miss it. I'm giving you what some of you are frustrated at when I go out of town and you watch the videos and see the glory fall, and you're like, hey, how do you do that here? If you would let me, I will. If you will expect it, I will. When I leave, there are people waiting for me outside of their tent, watching to see what the Lord does with me. Are you inside your tent saying, well, if you want to come in and give me a word, if you want to come in and give me a touch, I'll let you since I'm available in the camp. Or will you stand at attention outside your tent and wait to see what the Lord does for you this morning as you watch what he's doing in me this morning? None of this is in, none of this is in my notes. Holy Spirit is directing this. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak to Moses. Who would speak to Moses? The Lord. So here it is. God has come in a pillar of smoke and the voice of the Lord is in the house. He's speaking and he's tangibly there. How much more glory could you ask for than that? Some of us have never even seen what Moses has seen. That seems like another level of glory to us. And when all the people saw the pillar and the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up, each at their tent door. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face. How many of you want an encounter with the Lord face to face? Some of you are receiving that right now. He's, and as I speak, he's talking to you. He's encountering you face to face. Some received that last night. One word, one encounter, one face to face shifts you forever. As a man speaks to his friend, that's what it says. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. 
Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me, yet you have said, I know by name. And you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I might know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. Moses is standing face to face, and he doesn't say, yeah, I found favor. He asks for favor. He realizes that the Lord has showed up, but it doesn't mean that he has any more favor than anyone else on his life. When God shows up, it shouldn't be a prideful moment. It should humble you. If you are sitting there saying, I can do that better, the Lord is not in your face. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here, for how shall it be known? <laughs> Look at that. God offers him to send him into the Holy Land. Skipping a little bit. And he won't go without God's presence, because God says he won't go. And he says that so that we will be distinct and your people from every other people on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight and I know you by name. Moses said, please show me your glory. Show me your glory. Somebody say, show me your glory. Moses is standing in the pillar of smoke, fire. The Lord's presence has descended on the tent of meeting. It says that Moses is standing in his presence face to face. And Moses has the audacity to think there's more. You may have heard the voice of God. You may have seen him. You may have experienced a level of his glory. But even Moses, face to face, knew there is still a cloud between you and I. I cannot see your unveiled glory, so I am not content with where I am. Standing, speaking to him, hearing him, Moses knew there was more. As you sit here in his presence, there is more this morning. Amen. I don't care what you've received. There's more. I don't see any of you glowing from being in his presence yet. There are no light bulb faces on. So there is more. Church, there's more. <laughs> Show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim before you my name. His goodness is his glory. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face. See, this is where we get. But we heard that he was face to face with the Lord. But there was a cloud, a veil, a sheet of protection to protect the human body. 
Because the human body, when it comes in contact with the full manifested glory of God, it cannot handle it, even to the point of death. If you have never seen people have an encounter with the Lord where they begin to feel the presence so strong that they can't control their body, try letting it be unveiled and watch it stop your heart. The, what you experience here is not the unveiled glory, it's the veiled glory because it just knocks them to the ground sometimes. Or just causes it. And let me say it this way. You say, why do they act that way? When the presence of God comes upon you, whatever is inside of you will be magnified in front of you. So if you're a little weird, guess what happens? You get a little weirder. If you're a little fun, you get a little funner. If you're a loud mouth, you get a little louder. If you're a dancer, you start doing a jig, okay? You just... Let me put it this way. If you don't understand what people are experiencing when they get a touch from God, go over to one of these light sockets and just stick your finger in it for a moment. Uh, disclaimer, all liability claims will be denied you, at your own risk, okay? Go ahead. I want to see what you do. Go ahead. Stick your finger in there and act dignified. I want to see you go, whoa, God. Oh. Hmm. My finger's on fire. How interesting is that? Hmm. None of you. You think you're dignified. And you think that that's not the Lord. But when the power of God comes on you, your body was not meant to handle that, let alone that. So God wants to touch you this morning. So Moses has the audacity to believe there's more. So this morning, do you believe that there's more? So it says this, but he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but you shall, my face shall not be seen because he knew he could handle a piece of the Lord's glory, but not all of it. You see, Moses took the people through a cleansing process for three days. The Lord said, prepare the people for three days and then I will show myself to them. And he came down after those three days after they had cleansed themselves and prepared themselves and he came down, but the people were too afraid. The people were too afraid. God, I, I don't believe the lie that other churches have told you, the people have told you that God didn't speak in the Old Testament, that he only had a few prophets he picked. God's desire was to take his children out of Egypt and speak to every single one of them. Your sin does not separate God from you. It may separate you from God, but it does not separate him from you. It's you that draws away. You need to catch this because some of you feel like you've been dirty with sin and God can't come near to you. It's you that keeps backing away. Just like Peter, Jesus drew close to him. And when Peter saw the glory on Jesus' life, he said, Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Get away from me. And Jesus said, no. It's us that moves away. It's us that moves. And the nation of Israel said no. 
You talk to him because he's scary. And it began a system of prophets being the only ones that really talked to God because the rest of the people, it was too scary. But you see what God did. He prepared the people for his presence. Your holiness does not get you closer to God. It does allow you, however, to hold on to more of his glory. Your cleansed self can carry more when it's emptied out of all the garbage you're carrying. God wants to pour as much into you as possible, but your junk is in the way of all of it. It does not keep them from pouring, but it does limit how much. And Moses caught this. Here's the Lord. And he says, show me your glory. I'm ornery. I would have answered and said, I'm in your face. Like, what else do you want? But you know, when I come close to someone and I speak to them, there's a level of intimacy here available to them. When, do you want to know how you know how intimate you are? You can tell the level of intimacy by how much of a person's breath you're willing to take. If you come up to me on a Sunday morning and get close to me, you're going to watch me go like that. Okay, you're in my bubble. I can smell coffee. Amen. Hopefully that's all. My kids climbed in bed with me when they were kids, and they'd roll over and go, hi, Dad. And I'd go, oh, Lord. Yeah, go brush your teeth. But I took it. But when I wake up in the morning, I see my wife, and I want to kiss her, and she's always like, Try not to give me that breath, right? And I still want the kiss. I know. I'll take more from her. So here is not enough for me with my wife. That's not enough. I want the breath. I am not okay with the Lord here. I don't just want his breath near me. It's his breath that sustains you. See, here's the thing. The Lord spoke the world into existence. His word created all things, but his breath was breathed into you. Whatever created you will sustain you. See, God took the dust of the earth and formed everything, but it was his breath that gives you life. Our bodies were created from the earth, from the soil. That which grows from the soil will sustain that which was made from the soil, but that which was made from the breath is only sustained by the breath. Some of you are dying inside because you don't have the breath inside. There's glory in his word, in his encounter, in his faith, in his presence. I'm going to give you six things. Relationship equals more glory. And as you begin to move in relationship, Moses found favor in the sight of the Lord. As he grew in relationship, he grew in the ability to receive glory. And it says this. Each revelation comes with a new impartation in this room. There are six stages of relationship that you can have with God. 
The first one is when you accept becoming a believer. You become a believer. There's a pre-relationship which is called not one. Okay. But when you enter into relationship with God, the first step is you become a believer. The second step, I'll give a few seconds in case you're taking notes on this. Should be, unless you're here. <laughs> or unless you're just like, whoo, glory, fire, fire. The second step is disciple. You become a believer first, and then you become a disciple. Peter became a believer when he saw what the Lord did, and then the Lord said, come and follow me. But Peter didn't know anything else and didn't have anything. He became a disciple. said, okay, I believe. Now I, now I need to fit, learn. Disciple. Third, you become a servant. You begin to catch the revelation to serve God. The fourth is you learn to be a friend of God. You become his friend. The fifth stage of relationship is you become a son. And that's where most people would stop, but there's a sixth relationship. It's where you realize that we're created in the Father's image, and therefore, if we're created in the Father's image, then we must also become fathers, mothers and fathers. The, we're in the Father's image. He is not the son. There is a son, but there is a father. And we are sons, but we are also fathers. And so when we transition from just being his son to also being others' fathers, we enter into the sixth phase, which is becoming the bride. We become the bride. Now, each one of us are a part of the bride, but it's when we collectively come together, we become the bride. And sonship is not the destination. It's just the access point. Brideship is the destination we are going to. When we look at the book of Revelation, you will find that, that God no longer talks about sons and daughters, but in the book of Revelation, it's the bride. It's the church. It's the whole body. And he calls it the bride in Revelation. Sonship is how we get there. But until we get to brideship, Jesus, people say, you think Jesus is coming back soon? And I say, nope, not yet. They say, why not? I say, because we haven't learned how to be the bride. And all he talks about is the bride. When I see a bride, when I see us come together as a church, then I'll know we're in the season. We're not far, but I'm looking for that as the, as the moment. That's the moment. When I see all of a sudden the church start coming together, I'll be like, oh boy. It can happen in a moment. It can happen in a week. Things can shift, but that's what I'm looking for. Now, each one of those six comes with an increase, manifestation of his glory. The stages of God's manifested glory is this. The first stage is when you become a believer, there may be silence. And some people go through all stages at the same moment. There are some people who have testimonies and they're like, I got healed, set free, saved, delivered, you know, imparted, speaking in tongues. I was prophesied over and I became the pastor that day. And I was called to the nations and I was just instantly transported to Africa. I was like, I believe Jesus. And there I was preaching before 10,000 Africans. So some people, some people just receive it all, okay? It's obviously an exaggeration. There are some people who don't know. They're like, that happens? Stages of God's manifested glory is this. The first stage is that silence. We don't quite hear him yet. The second stage is 
sense his presence. You come into church, you're praying, and you're like, oh, I feel so much love or joy or peace. Or We start sensing that something in the atmosphere just feels good. Or you walk in, you're like, wow, it just feels good. You're, you feel his presence. You sense his presence. Number three, when you start to receive different levels of glory is his presence shows up, but then miracles begin to happen. I know many of our churches think miracles is the ultimate expression of his glory, but how many of you know that's not it either? Moses saw the miracles and he still said, show me your glory. He struck the rock. The seas parted. Ten plagues on Egypt. His staff turned into a snake and he still said, show me your glory. So the miracles weren't the manifestation of all the glory. They were just a starting point. So we're only halfway. Miracles is number three. Somebody's learning something today. Number four, communication. Communication. Moses was walking around a mountain and he saw a burning bush. He saw a miracle and then God began to speak to him. So the miracle happened. The tangible miracle, the presence of the Lord was there. A miracle happened where a bush was not consumed. And then the voice came. So there was communication. Sometimes we see those reversed, but that's usually the way. And number five, Moses saw the cloud, the veiled glory. So the glory began to come, but it was veiled. So five is after you see the miracles, the communication, the cloud, the veiled glory begins to manifest. There begins to be tangible manifestations of his presence and glory. Not his work. Miracles are his working, right? It's him pouring out his character and his love. It's, it's the outflow of his love and his character. But now we start to see him show up and unveil the hidden. They're still veiled, but it becomes tangible. And after the veiled glory, the only thing left is to take the veil off and become the bride. See, there's a reason why the bride is veiled when she walks down the altar. But when she meets her groom and she's to be given to him, the veil is removed. And so many of us want to be a bride, but we don't want the veil taken off. You cannot come into union with your husband, with Jesus. You cannot come into union until the veil is removed. Some of us need to be prepared and seasoned. And refine the fire has been preparing you. Do you understand where I'm going with this now? You've been saturated in a preparation season for three days. Getting God to prepare you for the unveiling. And let me, let me show you what happens when we trade the glory. In 2 Chronicles chapter 9 through 19, excuse me, 9 through 12, we hear this story about Solomon and his temple. Solomon and his kingdom. He becomes the wisest and richest king in the history of histories. His fame is spread through the world. They hear about the gold and the jewels and the gems. And this, the Lord specifically ordered gold and jewels and gems. Don't tell me God doesn't have a feminine side. Because he decorated just like the ladies would. He's like, give me some more of that bling. He was the first one to invent the bling bling, okay? 
and he decorates it with Solomon has so much riches that it spreads all around and the queen of Sheba hears about his wisdom and the riches and she's like there's no way so the stories are so big she's like that can't be true and she comes for a visit and finds out all of it's true she sees all the splendor but something happens see the word got back to Egypt and if we remember when Moses took them out of the promise, uh, into the promised land, out of Egypt, it says that they plundered Egypt. They didn't just leave. A lot of people think they just left and they didn't even have time to let their bread rise, so all they got was some flat bread and had to leave. And that's true, but they also took carts full of gold. They didn't have time for their bread to rise because they needed to figure out how to wheel all that gold out. They took the treasures of Egypt. So you know that Egypt's a little bit steamed about that. And we read about this greatness of Solomon. And then what happens is, the king of Egypt, after Solomon dies, and Solomon's son takes the throne. Rehoabin takes the throne. And it says this, when Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem, I'm reading from verse 9, he carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including the gold shields Solomon had made. I want you to understand this. There were 50 gold shields that 50 guards would stand in the palace with gold shields, solid gold shields. In today's money, in today's money, it would be over $50 million. Those gold, at today's gold price would be, oh, actually I didn't check today's gold price. In our modern gold price, it's probably more like 100 because gold's gone up. So excuse me for not checking the gold prices this morning. 1900 an ounce, yeah, she knows. She works at a gold place. Hallelujah. So it was, it was worth a lot of money, $50 million to $100 million for these shields that these soldiers. How many of you know you're a baller if you got $50 to $100 million worth of the shields? Just the shield. But the king took that. King Rehoboam made... Uh, so it says this. Oh, let, let me preference it. Let me, let, me, let me stop right there for a second. I, I want to talk, before I talk about what happened here, it's been stolen, but I want to back up to what Solomon said in 2 Chronicles 6, 12 and 13. Let, let me back up just a bit because I think this will help. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide and three cubits high. And had set it in the court. And he stood on it. Then he knelt on his knees in the presence of the assembly of Israel and spread out his hand towards the heavens. Solomon is dedicating the temple. So his father dedicates the temple and his son watches it destroyed. Robbed. And we're going to back up between the difference between these two, between Solomon and his son. But let me just say this. 
So it's robbed and all of the gold is taken from the palace and the temple. These 50, or these shields, excuse me, they're um, worth 50 million. His father listened to every word and dedicated the temple according to God's commandments and decorated exactly as God commanded. He put the gold where the gold was supposed to go. He put the seven sticks of, on the candelabra like he was told, seven. So do that. He got, he got every detail right. And here's his son. All the gold from the palace and the temple has been stolen and his son does this. I, I need you to catch this. The gold is the glory. It represents the glory. It is God saying this, this precious treasure that has value represents my glory. It is a symbol of my glory. The temple is known throughout the world for its glory. It is glorious and everyone in the world has marveled over it. So much so that Queen Sheba had to see it for herself. It is the world's wonder. It's the glory of Israel on earth. So it represents a physical earth representation of his glory. And what happens is this. So the gold is stolen and his son does this. So King Rohaben made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance of the royal palace. Whenever the king went out to the Lord's temple, the guards went with him bearing the shields and afterwards they returned to their guard room. Solomon doesn't make more, excuse me, his son doesn't make more gold shields. He makes them out of bronze. How many of you guys know that from a distance and even pretty darn close, as long as you keep bronze polished, it looks a whole lot like gold. We ran a thrift store and people would give us jewelry and we'd see it and we'd go, uh, is that gold or is that bronze? We have to check it. So even that close, bronze looks like glory, but it is not glory. The gold was the glory, and his son replaced it with an imitation of glory. So many in our churches are content with the fog machine, but not the smoke. They're content with the colored lights, but not his light. There's nothing wrong with those two things, but we don't trade it out. I am not okay with the church having a bronze imitation of what God said was his glory. We are not called to a bronze imitation, to an emotional outpouring instead of an, a, a spiritual outpouring. Our church has settled for the bronze, for the thing that does not have value because it was cheaper. And readily available. And our churches have traded the weight of his word for the articulation of a word. They have traded the weight of his presence for the emotional response of a good song. We have traded the sacrifice of praise for the, I'll wait for my song to come on, then I'll praise. Because we don't understand what Solomon understood. You do not take shortcuts on the glory. Because Solomon 
understood what it meant to give a sacrifice. He understood what it looked like. It says, then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Where did he stand? Before the altar. And he spread his hands out before the altar. Why do we come up to the altar at this church and spread our hands out? Because Solomon did and the glory came. Because Moses did and the glory came. And it says this, and Solomon made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and he had it set in the court, and he stood on it. I haven't measured the cubits, but I'm on it. Then it says this, he knelt on his knees in the presence of the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards the heavens. He knelt on his knees in the presence of the assembly. Do you understand that? We need more pastors to stop standing up and more of them to get on their knees. We need more people to fall down on their knees. You know why people don't come on their knees? Because they're afraid they'll be shamed because the man of God thinks he's too good to get on them. We're not that way in this house. Let me say this really clearly. Really clearly for some of you. If you think you're a leader, you want to be a leader, and you don't let anyone pray for you, and you don't run to the altar first, you are not a leader. You are a bronze imposter. Because Solomon went to the altar and raised his hands and got on his knees. Don't ever follow someone that's not chasing after the glory. If you never see them run up to another person for prayer, don't run to them for it. Because they ain't carrying nothing but pride. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Mama this and father that. And they're a great spiritual leader. We invite powerful people in here. And I see the ones that never come to the altar. Those are the ones I won't connect with. Because they're fake. Or they're broken. And they're scared. Solomon was not scared. He's the wisest man in the world. Everyone came to him for the answers to their problems. And he went to the Lord. And he still got on his knees. And still worshipped. Solomon had some issues later, but he did not hear. This man was all in. The wisest man. And he got on his knees on the altar. So many people think that's the walk of shame. But it's the walk of glory. It goes on in the next chapter, the very beginning of 7, 2 Chronicles 7. We know 2 Chronicles 7 because of verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and repent, then I will forgive their sins and heal their land. But in 1 through, one through 3, it says this. It sets it up. I want you to understand this is the end of this chapter. So Solomon has raised his hands. He's prayed over the temple. He's thrown himself right at the altar. Why, why didn't he get on the altar? Why does it say he stood in front of the altar instead of on the altar? Because 
What is an altar? Guys, this is carpet and a stage. But it's the altar. What is the altar for? The altar is where you go to have something die. An altar is death. Something will be sacrificed and die. It is not an altar unless something dies. This is a place where fear dies. This is the place where depression dies. This is the place where pain dies. This is a place where brokenness dies. This is the place where we lay down our life, our will, our desires, and they die and we live for Him. This is the place where our broken plan gets made whole because it dies and He comes. But I want you to see what happens. Ooh, more, Father. More for these ones. More, 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 more. Just pour it out, Father. More, 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 more. Somebody, one of my men, men. You're fine. Stay there. More. This is a place where things die and glory comes. He's, I told you the Lord was going to make my illustrations. Wait till what I say next. Wait till you hear what I'm about to say and read. <laughs> All-consuming fire, come. When something like that happens, I need my men to come quick for catching. I need catchers of something... If I say men, that means catchers. I just want you guys available. Stay close. Stay on the sides. Not back there. I need you close. Stuff's going to happen. You guys are okay. You can stay by the sides if you want. Stay by, just, just at least one or two of you stay close. There's, there's just... Do you feel it? it? says when the tangible presence of God... Look at, look at that. Look what it said. It said when the presence of God showed up. The Bible says this, when the presence of God showed up and filled the temple that all the priests could not stand in the way. This is the temple that God's illustrating for us. This is the temple. The priests could not stand. But then it said this. It said that everyone that saw the priests not be able to stand fell on their face before the Lord and put their head to the pavement. It literally says head to the pavement. Not because they were pushed down by the weight of the glory, because they saw what everyone else was doing and they knew that's what God wanted. If that's what God is doing, and he wants you to do it, that's why I told you you're free this morning. This was what I was about to read, 2 Chronicles 7, 1 through 3. I'm glad I said it first. As soon as Solomon finished the prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. This is the word. When the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord fill the temple, they bowed down to their faces and their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying for he is good 
for his steadfast love endures forever. For he is good. Say it with me, church. For he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. When does the fire come down? I want you to catch this. Solomon didn't light a fire. He didn't get a match. He didn't get a torch. It was the Lord's fire, not an imitation. He didn't have to burn up the offering. It's the Lord's job to burn up what you offer. It's not my job. It's not my fire. I didn't pray for them. He sent the fire himself as they made a sacrifice of praise. He's sending fire on you as you are sacrificing praise. Those that don't have fire, it's because you're not making a sacrifice. He will ignite the fire of the sacrifice you give to him. Whatever you are laying down right now, whatever is standing between you and him, what you are sacrificing, he will burn out of you and burn in you and then burn through you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into a fire because they sacrificed praise. They would not surrender their worship to anyone but the Lord. And they put their lives on the altar. Something must die for his fire to come. And they were ignited with holy fire that the world could not burn up. Some of you get burned by every situation because you have not learned how to steward the fire of God with the sacrifices on the altar of your life. And so everything burns you. But when you learn to steward the fire of God, you become fireproof to this world. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down in the glory of the temple, they bowed to their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, for he is good, for steadfast love endures forever. So when does fire come down? When there is something on the altar. Solomon prayed at the altar. But it was not until he laid something at the altar that fire came. So many of us, church, Christianity, churchianity is a bronze shield. And you are hiding behind it with a false glory. And God wants to change that for a shield of gold. He wants to pour out his glory on you. But as long as you want to stay away from the altar, as long as you are a people who when you see the glory, don't run towards it, you will remain in the false and the fake and the imposters of this world. You will always have the smoke and lights of the church and they're beautiful and we can have those. But Lord, that's not enough for me. Don't show me you're pretty. Don't show me your atmosphere. Don't show me the fun. Don't show me the entertainment. Oh, worship was good. Team was doing good. They were singing good. Yeah, that's good. 
But I don't want good. I want glory. I want both. I want all of it. But I'll gladly lay down my bronze shield for a gold one. So this morning, will you lay down your bronze shield for a gold one? Will you accept the glory of the Lord and realize that you say, just because I hear his voice, just because I feel his presence, just because I have seen a miracle, there's still more glory that I can get. There's still more glory to pour out on me, God. I lay down my life at the altar. I give you everything inside of me. I lay down a sacrifice of praise. Worship team, would you come? I lay down my sacrifice. And if you need to just lay at the altar, worship team, you can just lay at the altar instead. Or just come up here and lay down. Come lay on the bronze. If you're going to lay down, lay on the bronze five cubits long stage. The enemy wants to come in and steal your glory. Like the king of Egypt, he does not like that you have won a victory. That you have been taken out of Egypt. And God has delivered you and brought you into relationship with him. He is constantly after that which you have already gotten from the Lord. He is after it. But like Solomon, if we will lay down our will, our pride, our plan, if we will humble ourselves and repent, if we will humble ourselves and worship and take ourselves out of position and not have to be elevated, Solomon stood on it and then lowered himself. Lord, let me become less so you become more. Let what pours out of me not be me, but you. Let every word that drips off my lips be words from heaven and not from my mind or my tongue. Thank you, Lord, that you partner with me, but I want more of you and less of me. I don't want 50-50. I want as much of you coming out of me as possible. I want a new level of glory. Unveil your glory. Let's do that last song that we did. So I just want to worship him. And I tell you what, as these ones worship, you make a decision for yourself. You can sit there. You can lay there. You can jump up and down. You can run around the room. You can leave. Or you can do what the priests did who were outside of it and said, I'm doing what God's doing in them. I'm getting that. Even if I have to be the one to instigate it, I will instigate it. Some received it by the blessing of God in the moment, and the others said, I'm doing what they're doing. I'm going to imitate what God is elevating. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's going to be healing. There's going to be healing. There's going to be miracles. Some of you are getting your breakthrough right now. Some of you are getting your breakthrough right now. Let the worship in the temple, the house of the Lord, bring his glory right now. 
Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your breakthrough. This is it. You've been preparing for this for days, some of you. Some of you just stepped in this morning. You said, I wasn't prepared, but I'm stepping in. I'm not in the temple, but I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going to worship. I'm going to jump. I'm going to shout. You be led by God, however God wants you to worship, but don't miss this. Don't come to the altar without a sacrifice. Bring a sacrifice. By one touch, I am made. Lord, pour out your fire. Fire fall. Rosso Tikarasiri. Shaka Baba. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Shaka Baba. We worship you. We worship you, Dad. Fire, fire. Fire. Fire, Lord. Fire. 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 Shakaranaranagiri. Altar fire, come. Fire. Fire, come, Lord. Fire. 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 Fire, Lord. Fire, Lord. More fire, Lord. Let your fire fall on this temple, God. Let it burn inside of us, Lord. Your wings held in heaven, they will be done. Yours is the kingdom of Let your fire fall, God.
let it be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Let it be done. Weary you. Healing come in this room. Wholeness come in this room. Your word does not return void, Lord. prayer be lifted up now and let it be settled lay your request at the altar now let it be settled let God burn it let the burning fire of God come on your request come on your moment come on your request settle your word is settled your will be done let it be done Jesus' name, higher, higher, more. Fill them. Fill them in the name of Jesus. Fill them, fill them, fill them. Increase, 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 increase. Shot, da 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 da, Increase now in the name of Jesus. More, 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 more. More. Let his tongue be anointed, Father. Right now, the word of wisdom, the word coming out of these men of God right now. The word increase. The word increase. Birth in the name of Jesus. I declare the word birth. Fire! Come out. Come out. Holy Spirit, descend on them like the dove, anointing them for the call on their life right now in the name of Jesus. For Adam and Colin, Lord, your word burned deep in them. An anointing of your word, Father. The weight, a weight to their tongue, Father. A weight to what comes out of their mouth. Glor weight, weight of glory come out of their mouth when they speak of your heavenly, Father. Of your glory, of your presence, of your love. 
Let it be a transformative weight on everyone that hears your name spoke from their tongues in the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Weighty glory come into him. Cover Mark right now in your name of Jesus. Fill him up. Fill him up more. More, Lord, more. More, more, more. Let the fire come out of the temple in the name of Jesus. Right there. Jesus. Jesus. Fire. Fill her up. Fill her up. Abba God. Shaka Baba. Fill her up. More joy, more joy, more joy, more joy. Fire. Fill her up. More, more. More, more. Fill them up. Fill them up, Jesus. Fill them up. Fill them up. Fill them up. Fill them up. Ha! More. 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 Healing come now in the name of Jesus. I declare his body is whole. Healing now into his lungs right now in the name of Jesus. Every bit of scarring go in the name of Jesus. Come off him now in the name of Jesus. COVID symptoms, all the scarring in his lungs, Lord, I command you to come off in the name of Jesus. New life. Come into his lungs right now in the name of Jesus. Fire. Fire, fire. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ooh. Fill him up. Fill him up. Fill him up. Fill him up. Fire. More. More. Increase. Break your heart for what breaks yours right now. Fire of God. More. Fill her up. There. Yeah. Receive it, daughter. New identity. A new name. You're a princess in his eyes. You are royalty. Every lie that's been spoken about your identity. Come off now in the name of Jesus. Let the royalty come forth. Ha! Fire! Come. More, 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 more. Increase. Increase, spirit. Increase, increase, increase. Shakababa. Right now, heaven. Fire, 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 fall. Oh! Fire! More! More! More, Father! Unlock giftings now in the name of Jesus. Heavenly encounters now in the name of Jesus. Come, wind of God. Fire, Lord. Now, 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 now. More, 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 more. Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Fire. Fire. Glory. Ha! Ha! Fire, 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 fire. Fire. Speak. Prophetess, speak in the name of Jesus. Prophetic voice come out in the name of Jesus. 
Release. Release, Holy Spirit. Release. Release, Holy Spirit. Release. If you're a pastor on staff and you're not on the altar, you can pray. You can lay hands and pray. All my pastors. Fire, fire, fire. Let his sweet aroma fill you this morning. Fill you. Fill you in the name of Jesus. Fill him. Fill him. Fire. More, more, more. Increase. Increase. Whoa. Ha! Cha! Release. Thank you, Father. Whoa. Thank you, Father. More of your glory, more of your glory. More of your glory, more of your glory. More of your glory, more of your glory. This is your first time at Freedom Fellowship Church. Welcome. This is us. in here in the name of Jesus. Fire come down in the name of Jesus. Increase, increase, increase. Fire. Increase, increase, increase. Increase. Don't let her fall. Increase. New crowns of glory be placed on her father right now. New crowns of glory, Father. The quiet Moses, Father. Speak to the rock, says the Lord. Speak to the rock. Shaka, speak to the rock. You're feeling and the tingling that you're feeling in your body right now. The Lord is just increasing in you. The Lord is increasing in you more than just a spirit of prophecy and more than just a spirit of worship, but He is increasing you. A love of people, and you're going to begin to be when you walk through places. There's going to be a highlight coming on people, and you are going to be pouring out on those. Let your love and you are going to be loving. Fill up every cavity, every corner, and as every nook, every cranny, Father. Unveil your glory to this Moses, Lord. Unveil your glory to this Moses, Lord, right now. He is going to take you to deeper and new levels. Place her in the cleft of the rock, Father. Let it be your hand. Let the fire of God, oh Lord, let it be your hand over her eyes. In the name of Jesus. 
Impartation, Father. Increase. Increase. Weighted, weighty glory. Gold deposits in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just keep her up, guys. Just keep her up. There's so many people behind you. Just keep her up. Stay there with her. Lord, the call on this man's life right now in the name of Jesus. The humility, Father, on his life, Father. The unseen things, the overlooked. Lord, in the name of Jesus, there's a sweeping wind coming through your life right now. Are you married? Through your wife. Yeah, I see your wife. You have kids too? You have, you have, you have a daughter? You have a boy too? Or just okay. Is it just the two or is there more? Four, okay. Is it two boys and two girls? Okay, because I saw a boy and a girl. Two boys and two girls. There's a sweeping wind coming through your family, and there's a set-apartness from you. I don't know if you're called from a country or called to a country, but I just feel like there's the Lord just saying, like, I'm sending this one in the name of Jesus. Maybe it's local, but he has a work for you to do. I just hear him saying, I'm sending this one. You know what that means for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just declare it. Increase him, Father. Lord, everything he's laying down for you, everything he's willing to sacrifice, Everything he has sacrificed and everything he's willing to sacrifice. We declare it become a sweet aroma to you, Father. Right now, burn it up. Let your fire come. Let your word be done in his life, Father. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Like Mary, who just poured out her alabaster jar, she was willing to sacrifice. The Lord says your sacrifice is pleasing to me in the name of Jesus. So I just pour it back into you like a vessel overflowing. Fill them up. There's gold deposits coming, not just on you, but on this room in the name of Jesus. There's gold deposits coming in the name of Jesus. Fill them up in the name of Jesus. Just stay right here. There's something coming on you in the name of Jesus. In 2018, Randy Clark laid his hands on me. And when he laid his hands on me, I felt nothing. And as I stayed there and prayed, something happened where I could no longer hear the words he was saying. And everything became muffled, and I was desperate to hear what he was speaking over me. But pretty soon I realized that my knees, my legs were getting heavy. And there was a weight coming on me where my knees were beginning to buckle. And pretty soon I felt like a thousand pounds were inside of me. And I knew two things had to happen. One, if I didn't do anything, I was going to go through the concrete because I was so heavy. Unless I went to my knees or my knees would snap in half. They could not handle the weight of the glory being deposited in me. And the Lord was filling me with liquid gold from heaven. It was so weighty. And I hear the Lord say, release that liquid gold on this room right now. It's what transferred me into a season of miracles, healings, prophecy, everything that I'm experiencing now that's readily available and releasable happened to me then. I had it, but I couldn't release it. And it magnified in me and poured out of me. I, was, I had it in me, 
but I was not overflowing. I was a vessel, but I was not pouring out. The container is meant to pour out. Otherwise, why would you put something in it? But we're not meant to empty, like Mama Joe taught us. We're meant to overflow. We're meant to be filled and overflow. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I just command into this room the overflow. Liquid gold, gold from heaven be deposited inside of you. Every one of you just receive this. The cloud is here. The glory is here. Liquid gold is to be deposited inside of you in the name of Jesus. Right now, the weighty of his glory come in this room and descend on these people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Jesus. You smell what? Honey? Sometimes when the Lord's presence comes in, you'll smell an aroma in the room. Susan smells honey. There'll be a scent that comes in the room. Sometimes your favorite. Yeah, a land flowing with milk and honey. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're free. You do what you want, but send your fire in this room in the name of Jesus. And you can receive it back there too. You just say it. You just receive it. Just worship in your seat. Stand, sit, fall down, lay there. It doesn't matter where you are. It's in this room. I release it into this room in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Some of you may see that oil coming on your hands. My hands are sparkling. Come on. You may have oil. You may have gold dust. You may smell something. There's a tangible representation of his glory in this place today. I can't make that up. That's your experience. If you have that experience, you have that experience. I can't, I can't say that and it happened to you. It has to be the Lord. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it and don't judge it. If he does it to you, he does it to you. If he doesn't, don't worry. He says, I'll show my mercy to who I show mercy to. It's what he said. My goodness will pass me for you and I'll show mercy to who I show mercy. Some he'll put something on. Some he'll touch you. Some he'll put joy in. Some he'll break your heart. Some he'll cleanse you. Some he'll just make you feel refreshed. He knows what you need in this moment. He's given it to you. You don't need somebody else's touch. You need your touch. You don't need someone else's glory. You need your glory. Maybe you need a healing. Maybe you don't. Maybe you, maybe you need a word from him, not a healing. Maybe your body hurts, but you don't care about that. You want a word. God knows what you need this morning. He'll give you that touch. I see angels moving around the room, touching those in different measures. Glory angels in the room, touching according to what you need. Receive it. Jesus. Touch them, Father. Anoint their hands, Father. Anoint their worship in the name of Jesus, Father. I just bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, pour out, Father. More blessing on our worship team, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
open up. Bless them, Father. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Bless this team as they play, Father. The anointing of the Lord be on them. Let them be outpouring, Father, of your glory. And worship team, like I said, if you need something, you just stop what you're doing. You don't, don't worry about it. You do what you need from the Lord if you feel led. I don't care. I don't care if the music stops. I don't care what happens. It's just whatever. Don't miss it because you got to play. You don't have to if you don't need to. Same as everybody else. If somebody's serving, you can stop serving at any moment. Walk away from what you're doing if you need something from the Lord right now, if you're not getting it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Somebody's not at the altar. Maybe tell Amy to let the kids come down here and get prayed for. Let them come down. Let them come in the altar. They don't need to be up there. Let them come down and pray for everyone. in this room you kids are allowed to be a part however you want if you want to pray for people pray for people if you want to lay down with your parent lay down if you want to praise God and sing with us sing with us guys
healing fire come on them right now. Woof, Lord. Increase, Father. Increase. Shock. Increase. Healing fire now. Impartation, Father. Let everything burned up at the altar right now. Everything. New fire. Come on. Jesus. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, fire, fire. Shut tat tat sakitikisiki. I know that it is so fire. Russ, pray for him while you don't just be the altar guy. Pray for him. Pray for him. I want you to declare a word over him. There's you have I want you to prophesy over him. Don't be afraid of that. Just release what you hear. I hear the Lord saying he just wants to give Larry word through you. He wants to stretch you right now. Just keep your hand on his back, but speak to him. Fire, fire, fire. More, 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 more. But in heaven, your will be done. Let it be done. Yours is the kingdom forever. It will be done. Let it be, let it be done. Oh, let it be, let it be. Hallelujah. Oh, let it be, let it be done. Thank you, Jesus. There's a breaking in the atmosphere. She falls. Father, thank you, Jesus. More, more. More, more, more. In the name of Jesus, I loose. Loose in the name of Jesus. Loose. Enemy, get your hands off him in the name of Jesus. Set him free by the fire and power of the Holy Spirit. Fire, fire, fire. Ho! Fill him up. Let go. In the name of Jesus, all yes, bitterness Lord. and anger. Come out in the name of ah, Jesus. Yes, Come out in the name of Jesus Ooh, right now. We call the fire of God right now. The Lion of Judah come in now, right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, set them free. More, 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 more. You can go that way. More, 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 more. More, 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 more. Father, in the name of Jesus. Got plenty of room. More. Fire. Release. Release. Every shackle, every chain broken right now. Ha! New fire. New fire. New fire. New fire. New fire. Ha <laughs> 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 
her. Fill her up, Father. Fill her up in the name of Jesus. Fill her up, Lord. Ha 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 When you leave today, we're not going to stop and take an offering or any of that. You can give online. He'll put it up on the screen. Give your offering. Leave it in the bucket in the back, the bucket in the front. So into what God is doing in your life today. So into it. So into it as God leads you this morning to give beyond just your tithes. So into what God is doing in you. We're just going to press into his presence. We're not going to do it. We're going to press into his presence for a little bit. Just keep just keep staying there. Don't worry about it. We're supposed to have a family game night tonight. We're going to put that off. We'll do it next week. We need everyone to rest. Everyone needs rest. We will wait a week. So we're not going to do anything tonight. You'll have an opportunity for an intimate encounter with God yourself. We still have some product. If, if you're functional and can hear me, we still have some product. We still have some shirts from Refine the Fire. If you want a Refine the Fire shirt, FFC, you can get it for 50% off. So just $10 for the shirt. Get the shirt so we don't have any more. Just need to get rid of the last ones. If you want to give more, we'd appreciate it. They probably cost us that much. So, come on, more glory, more glory, more glory. Come on, keep it, give it away. Ha ha ha! I can tell you one thing: the Lord loves. He does not like to be rushed. God does not like to be rushed. If you receive something this morning, before you leave, before you exit this building, testify to somebody and tell them what God did for you today. Make a friend, greet somebody, pray over them. If you're a visitor here for the first time, <laughs> you picked a good Sunday to visit. Overall, I'm going to say I'm happy I came to church today. Fill out a card for us so we can just send you an email and thank you for being here. We have a free gift in the back for any first-time visitors. We just want to say thanks for coming this Sunday. Through the ministry that was birthed here at this church, over a thousand people in the last 10 months have been healed completely. Over a thousand Lives are shifted, transformed, changed forever. God is doing a new thing, and you should leave and not be the same. Only dumb.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your glory, Father. Thank you for what you've done here today, Father. Lord, pour out on these children more presence on these children. Receive it in the name of Jesus, destiny and purpose over your lives. More of the Lord over your life. More of his love. Spirit of worship over this family. A heart of worship over this family in the name of Jesus. Shaka Baba. They're a family that worships daddy. They worship the father. In spirit and in truth. They have purpose. Hallelujah. They have futures and destinies and identities and calls. Colin, the Lord has given you a Jacob anointing on your life. That you'll birth tribes of nations. That your children will carry each their own inheritance. That will be individually given to them with an own identity, a purpose, because of your faithfulness over you two. The Lord is birthing something of inheritance that will not cease but last a thousand generations. It will be a tangible inheritance on earth and in heaven. And it will not be limited on either side. It will not be one of those, I don't get it here so I can get it there. It will be available in both places. And I see the Lord saying, I will manifest on earth what is in heaven waiting. There's an old saying that says you can't take it with you. It's already there. You don't need to take it. It's duplicated there. It's going to start showing up. There's just a, there's a reward. There's like, there's financial increase coming and it's coming over your family. Your family will be a testimony to what it looks like to just be faithful and trust him and see crazy radical miracles. I see you delivering packages, but I see people walking up to you and this is going to happen. I need to know as soon as it does. But I see people walking up to you as you deliver a package and they're just going to hand you money. They're literally just going to say, thank you. The Lord told me that when you showed up to give to me, I was to give to you. I see these saints being positioned like, I don't know why, but my delivery man, I'm supposed to give him a check. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. There's an increase in this room. Look, as you show honor, God shows you honor. I don't have any cash in my pocket. Somebody put cash in that man's hand. I'm telling you, there's a blessing on your life when you bless a prophet, when you bless somebody that carries the presence of the Lord and is called for his equipping, when you sow into him, the Lord releases things available to you. Somebody, whatever, I don't care if it's a buck, put it in his hand right now. Somebody reach in your pocket, put something in his hand. 
I've got a public confession to make before God and everyone. Last night, the devil attacked me, and I attacked my brother. And I'm sorry. But I paid for it this morning because I was relieved. I was forgiven. I just wanted to make it public. I, I asked, that's the man I asked to give a word to this man, knowing there was strife. Who is our God? That he knows that you don't fight fire with hate. You don't fight hate with hate. You don't fight vengeance with vengeance. You don't fight with that. That's what our God looks like when we bless those that curse us and love those that hate us. Not saying he hates, but you understand what I'm saying. That it would be through that man that, a, that the Lord would say you have a word that would bring the fire needed if we would walk in that I said I feel like the Lord wants you to give a word I'm not one of those I'm, I'm the one that hates when people say that well the Lord if the Lord can tell you that the Lord will give you the word yourself like but I the Lord said he needs to give him a word I didn't know so I have a testimony as well like Doing this women's conference with my fellow men was one of the most amazing experiences I've had in my life. And I love, appreciate, and respect the fact that every one of you guys showed up, showed out, and, and worked your butts off helping these ladies get served. With that, I had a side job that I had to do yesterday that I did not want to do. But it was a, a deal where I could not get out of it and I because I wanted to be here helping serve these ladies. So all day long I'm working hard trying to get this job done so that I can get here. And I got here and I was so relieved. And then the devil attacked. Give a quick announcement. And I had issues with a couple of my guys. Um, me and this man dang near went to blows last night. And I fought with that all I stayed here till two o'clock this morning trying to get rid of that. I went home with it. I didn't get much sleep last night. I came in, I was down here at the altar, and I could not get rid of it. I told the Lord, I am not leaving this altar till it's over. And that's when he said, look at your palms, and I seen the glory cloud in my hand. And at that point, it was gone. So glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Come on. How, Lord? How, Lord? That's how you make a best friend. Come on, there's oil on his hands. Get some if you want some. Just touch his hand. Whoa. Jesus. If you're a visitor and you fill out one of those visitor cards, just drop it in the offering basket in the front or back when you leave. And But I do thank all my men who serve this conference. I honor you guys. We're going to do something for you. Like we're going Us men are all going to hang out. <laughs> we're going to do something. I just got to figure out. All right. I promise. I want to honor you guys. Like, I, I am so honored. I, I can't just say a, a little couple of words and then 
yay, I'm, we're going to do something. We'll all go to lunch, all of us or something. We're like, I want to, let me, let me ask the Lord what he wants, but I want you to know that I do honor everything, the serving that we did at this conference. And I want you to know how appreciative I am as your pastor that I was able to mostly, I served because I was supposed to serve, but I could have just sat and enjoyed the whole thing. You guys had it locked down, but I wanted to serve because it wasn't my conference. It was a ladies conference. So I made sure I was working too, but you guys were incredible. So a lot of us gave birth this weekend. Amen. Use this one, it's louder. So, I just need to impart something on on those of you that birthed something this weekend. Because I got here this morning, and the Lord said, so, what did I birth in you? I was like, oh, I, I just know I went through the labor pains, you know? Like, you're in there, and you're in the moment, and you're like... Okay, I gave birth to something spiritual. Amen. I receive it. I'm going to cultivate this. What are you cultivating? It is so important that when you're having your quiet time with the Lord, that you really reflect on, all right, Lord, speak to me. You gave me this experience. You had this happen in me. So now I need to know what it is and how you want me to use it. Do not just say, hey, I gave birth. Yeah, yes, Lord. You have to go deeper in it. You have to take this baby that you've been given, and you have to continue to give it life. You have to continue to give it life. So this morning, I just sat down, and I said, all right, God, what is it that you birthed in me? I had several experiences, and he outlined what each one was. And he said, this is how you're going to use it. So, after you've had your conversations with God, and he has explained to you what it is that he birthed in you, Hata, Shudo, yes, Lord, please come find me. Just come tell me. I'm so excited about all the spiritual babies up in this house. Amen. There's so much. There's so much. And you know, no spiritual birth will go without a village to help raise it either. It always takes a village, whether in the natural or in the spiritual. Amen. Oh, uh, oh. I don't know his protocol with that. Can he? So, uh, I just got to share everything that just happened just now. So, last week, so two weeks ago, I've actually been getting overpaid at work. And, but I've been honest with my boss and said, hey, uh, you paid me too much. I don't want to take money that's not mine. And uh, and last week, I, I was like, hey, you did it again. I was like, I cannot take money that I didn't get paid. You know, I was like, you did it again. And uh, so this past weekend, I didn't receive a check at all. I didn't receive any money at all. And we literally had like nothing in our bank account. And I took, but you know what I declared to even my boss? And I told God, I said, I have faith that you're going to do something, God. 
And I told my boss in, in the text message, I said, I said, I trust in God and God is going to do something. And I don't even know how, but, you, but God poured out money into my hand today at church and I cannot wait to declare what he has done for my family because I stand in faith and I love you, Daddy. I love you, Abba. Not because of money, not because of anything, but because of who you are, Jesus. Because of who you are. You are a good daddy. You are so good. Your love is amazing. And so I just bless everybody who came. God, I just bless them and just bless them. May you just increase and increase in your glory and in their finances and their lives. Lord, I thank you, God, for who you are. That you love us. That you love us, God. And I just thank you, God. And thank you for who you are. And I just bless you and encourage you. Stay in faith. Stand in faith. Say, God will move because that's who he is. And declare it and speak it and stand on it. So Colin, over you and Shelby, I see a mantle coming on you that your prophetic paintings, Lord, increase there. Lord, increase there. Lord, that there is going to be a grace and a power and anointing that comes out when he paints and Lord, I thank you for this new work that you're doing in Shelby. Lord, that in their quiet times, Lord, they're searching for you. And they're, they're breathing you in. And Lord, you're going to bless that and you're going to honor that. And all se seven, right? Seven children. All seven of their children, Lord that their children are going to grow up with a realization and an understanding that you are the God of provision, you are the God of glory, and everywhere that all seven of them walk will be scorched earth. Just like their dad, just like their mom, they're going to have a clear depiction of what family is. They're going to have a clear depiction of who God is because they have had a spiritual household to grow up in. Lord, there, there will never be a lack of faith because when their faith falters or their faith wavers, their children will be the ones to say, hey, God's got this. Hey, God's got this. Hey, we're going to be poured into we're going to be poured out on and we are going to continue to pour out anyway because we are listening to the voice of God and we are obedient to what he says and we'll pray about it later yes, yes Lord Lord just increase in them everything that you have began over the last two years over the last two years Lord, that their children may be many, but there are spiritual children more to come. And spiritual grandchildren more to come. 
you're going to look at yourselves and say, I'm too young to be a grandparent. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, these youth are going to be parental figures to other youth. Lord, that they are going to break off destruction in the lives of their friends. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the unity, the unity, the unity, the unity, the unity, the fire anointing on them, Lord, in the unity. I thank you for the way that they lay in bed and talk about you. There's just no way. There's just, it's only because of him. There's, that's it. This, I'm not new to prophecy, but every single time I'm just awestruck by what he says and what he does how could we know that only God only God only God are you kidding me who? We know who. I don't. Huh? Did she leave? I don't want to say who. I don't want to point it out. Okay. I don't just want to say it. I don't want to say. It. Are you kidding me? Only God. Only God. Only God. Only God. Come on. As I prayed over him for for. As I prayed over him. The Lord just showed me people coming up to him, handing him money, and the Lord said, just start, see that right now to, to activate it. Just activate it. Activate it. Activate it in his life. Activate it. And you can still get in on that because I feel like, here's the thing. We don't give to get. We never get the theology of give to get. Hear me here. We don't give to get. That is not a theology. It is not a kingdom principle. It's a spoiled brat principle. Okay? But let me tell you this. There is something about activating and being obedient to kingdom principles. When you obey him... You unlock things that he already has for you that he's waiting for you to be obedient and behave yourself. So there are things that are kept from you, not given to you, kept from you because you are not obedient. It's like a dad with a cookie and he's like, he comes home to hand his kid a treat and he finds out his kid is being rotten. And he's like, I, I, I wanted to, but I can't because if you would just act right, if you just did what you were supposed to, I would have given this to you. So it's withheld. So when we align ourselves with kingdom principles, we unlock what was already available and we don't keep it from being held up. So when we obey the voice of the Lord, kingdom blessing comes because it wanted to come already and something was keeping us from it. We were the ones stepping away from what was available to us. It's not give to get. It's, it's give because we're obedient. And when we're kingdom citizens, he can trust us with more citizen business. As we are faithful with little, he gets us more so that we'll be faithful with much. He will not give us more if we are unfaithful with the little. And so it's not give to get. That, that's it. And so the Lord spoke to Crystal to just reach in and grab all the money in her pocket, in her wallet, whatever, and give it to him. And all she had was a 20. She put it in his hands. And within two minutes, I don't want to out anybody or tell who the blessing is because we'll keep it private. But within two minutes, someone came up and handed her 10 times the amount she gave. Tenfold. Is that the first time God has given you back tenfold instantly? 
Didn't she just testify that she gave someone $50 the other day and got, and someone came up and blessed the rock solid homeless ministry with $500 within a minute, minutes, hours? What was it? Minutes. minutes. That is twice the Lord has given you tenfold in minutes. I need that. I'm going to take 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 that. Who needs, who needs $10,000? I'm getting me a million. <laughs> Woo! I'm taking it. Jesus. Jesus. You know why? You know why that happens? Because she's faithful to the least of these. She is faithful to the least of these. That's why God has blessed her. When I met her, she was constantly one flat tire away from homeless. If I put a tire on the van, I can't pay my rent. Turn the air down or the heat's going to get shut off. Come on. Jesus. Overall, I'm kind of glad I went to church today. I was tired and I thought, you know, I'm tired, but I'll go. Jesus. Holy Spirit. Come on, that's some good words this morning. see him you just pointing at him so you have a point make your point oh you gotta say it louder i didn't hear you spirit of fear in the name of jesus go right now fire come on michael lord make him a mouthpiece for you lord restore what's been stolen every battle that's robbed him lately i just command the enemy to loose him in the name of jesus there it is fire loose him in the name of jesus spirit come Every demonic assignment over him, loose him in the name of Jesus. Fire come now in the name of Jesus. Let him go if he's going to go. Jesus, why are you hold him up? I'm not. He won't let go of me. Step a little away. Jesus, fire. He can hold his hand. Fire now, loose him. Loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him. Holy Spirit, come. Loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him. Catch him. Don't let him crash. Don't hold him up. Jesus. Fire, 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 fire. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Nah, you guys are too late. Too late. We're done. Just kidding. So I, I don't know what it is right now. I, I wanted this, but I saw this wheel and it was just spinning, 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 spinning. And I feel like the Lord's had you on a path, but it's felt like the wheel didn't have traction. Like you've been going somewhere. You have, you have a, a direction, you have a point, but it's like there's like less traction than you want. And so I feel like the Lord is just saying that he's, he, I, I see the tire get sticky and grab the road. And I feel like the Lord is just saying in this season, I'm going to have you to have more traction, that everything you do will have less spinning in the process. You know, when you're just a little out of control, but you're going the right way, but you got to kind of left it and right. It's driving in that icy road, right? You got to be so careful to hold on to traction. And the Lord says in this season, you're going to be able to go forth and you're going to be able to go quickly because you're not going to lose traction anymore. And the things that kept having you slide a little bit left and slide a little bit right, the Lord says, I'm going to make your path straight and I'm going to bring you into that place that you have been longing for. There's been a promise on your life over the last couple of decades even, over the last 20 years that the Lord has given you a promise 
and it hasn't quite come into the promised land and the Lord says I'm going to give you traction to get there says the Lord and he decrees over you right now that those words spoken to stop that traction will be released off of your life and, the, and instead the words that were spoken to give you this vision to give you this heart that were spoken over you so long ago will have life in them once again and everything that's been come against that attack right now every word spoken over you I see three attacks that came against you and in the name of Jesus I declare that each one of them are broken in the mighty name of Jesus and so the fire of God just come and consume both of you guys uh, right now in the name of Jesus and the promise is not just for you but for your children and I declare right now that there is their spiritual children coming in the name of Jesus, and maybe they're already there, but I just declare promises over the spiritual children. And I see the Lord just saying, and, and the Lord showed me a, a tire like a modern car, but now all of a sudden I see a wagon wheel. And I feel like the Lord says there's going to be a pioneering. There's going to be a trailblazing uh, in new paths and new directions. The Lord has given you vision that you haven't yet seen that others don't see. And, and maybe that's why they spoke against you, because they don't share that vision. But uh, because it's not, the, it's a new. And the Lord says, I'm going to birth what I set you to birth I'm gonna do what I said I was gonna do and my promise hasn't changed like Abraham who waited decades you will see what I promised to do says the Lord in the name of Jesus so fire of God come and fulfill this word put put life back in this word your word will not return void in the name of Jesus fire shut cut it out right now in the name of Jesus we speak it we speak it right now that the enemy meant to rob like a Malachi, we declare right now, test me and see me that I will do a thing that I say in the name of Jesus. New fire. Fire in the name of Jesus. Restore everything that's been stolen in the name of Jesus. I give it back to you tenfold in the name of Jesus. I am your justice, says the Lord. And I'm balancing the scales in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's provision at my table in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Birth new things, Father. New vision right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord showed me a table, but instead of food on this table, there were weapons. And the Lord says, I'm giving you a feast of new weapons to war, a new weapon to battle in the name of Jesus. On this table, I see swords and battle axes and staffs. And the Lord says, you will have an army of weapons at your disposal. Each one of them will represent a different gift of my spirit and a new power to see what I've called you to do accomplished in your life, says the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your word. And it does not return war. And I see this table and it's bowing and breaking under the weight of these weapons. And the Lord says, I will increase the weight of your weapons, the power of your weapons. That my table is shaken from it, says the Lord. My table is shaken in the name of Jesus. Whoa, glory right now. Glory, more, more glory, more glory. Fire, fill her up. More, more glory, more glory. I'll birth that which I called from you in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Fire of God. Fire of God. It's good to be obedient. Father God, I just thank you for rent. 
I just pray an increase of anointing on my brother, God, that as he preaches the glory, the glory continues to grow inside of him, Lord. It continues to manifest even more of your presence, God, but even more of your power, even more of your night, even more of your might, and even more of your, your favor, God, upon him, Lord. Because he doesn't seek glory from man, he seeks glory from you. He's willing to, he wants to lay it all down for you, Jesus. So I just pray right now for the increase over my brother, for the hunger, for the thirst, Lord, for this increase, God. I thank you for his boldness, God, that he's steadfast in you, God, that he continues pushing and pushing and pushing when times get hard, God, that he showed up today, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you that he's after you, Lord. He's a man after your own heart, God, and I thank you for this man. He's battled, he's moved, and he's pushed, and he's battled, and he's moved, and he's pushed, but by the glory of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, God. So I just anoint this man's armor right now in Jesus' name for your glory to be manifest throughout everywhere he goes, God. Even more words precise, but that cuts to the heart just like the word of God, Lord. Cuts to the marrow, God. And I thank you, Lord. Even more, God. Even more, when he feels stretched thin, Lord, that you bring him back like a fresh, like a like a, like a fresh rubber band, God. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the for the longevity, God, that is on this man's life, and for the anointing, God. And I thank you, Lord, for the cloud, Lord, surrounding him. But he's standing on the cloud with you, Jesus, standing face to face, God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for increase, God, increase, Lord. Straight from heaven, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I just declare your goodness all the days of his life, God. And I thank you for your peace that resonates to every part of part of his fiber, Lord. Every part of his being, God. In Jesus' name. God was showing me a picture of when I was worshiping and, and, and he brought it back to my remembrance right now, Ren, that, he, that you the cloud of glory that you were standing on, but you were face to face with, the, with Christ, with Jesus. right india yeah come on i remember that that was the come on jesus so amazing i love that that the lord like i couldn't i didn't see him he was veiled to me till you stood there and then i'm like oh yeah oh yeah it was fresh dude i promise you're like oh no we talked about no no i promise i was veiled i did not know you you know i did the same thing to adam I don't know where he's at, but I went up and asked him the same questions about the same tattoos. Did I tell you that story? The same questions about the same tattoos that he had the previous week, like two weeks before that. I asked him about his tattoos, and I asked the same questions. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, what's that tattoo mean and all that? And he's like answering me, and as I walk away, I went, as I walked away, I went, oh my gosh. I stood out in the lobby and asked him those same things about the same tattoos. He probably thinks I'm a jerk who doesn't even remember him. Like, we had this long conversation. And I'm like, oh man, I'm embarrassed. Like I was embarrassed. And I'm like, Lord, seriously? How could I not remember the answers? When I walked away, I was like, that seems deja vu-y, you know? Like, and then I was like, wait, we were out there. And so they were leaving, him and his sister and his wife. 
and they were leaving to go out. And I chased them out into the lobby because I felt embarrassed and I didn't want them to feel like this pastor is just pleasant to talk to and doesn't care about you, right? And so I stopped him in the lobby and I'm like, hey, oh. I was like, we had that talk out here in the lobby. And he goes, I was thinking that. I was like, didn't, didn't I talk to him in the lobby about all that? Am I crazy? And I was like, no, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I was spaced. I had no clue. And as I walked away, I went, oh my gosh, what that? So I was like, I feel silly, but I wanted you to, like, I remember. I remember. You know, I didn't forget you. I just, I blanked. And I did, I, I was a little embarrassed, right? So as we're talking just for a minute because of that, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, our church does this and we've seen a lot of healings. And the sister looks and she goes, what are you looking at me for? And I went, do you need a healing? I said, is it your back? And she says, yeah, I have torn discs and bulging discs and ruptured discs and missing discs and all the discs. And I'm supposed to go in for back surgery. I'm scheduled for back surgery after I've had an MRI. They've done all the clearing. I'm supposed to go in for my final um, surgery evaluation to like plan it out and them tell me what their plan is. You know, this is, we're going to put a pin here. We're going to do this. We're, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And she's right there walking to the bathroom right now. I'm telling your story. I, I remember what I did to Adam where I forgot every conversation I had with him about all his tattoos. I did it to him. So I'm explaining what, what God did. So yeah, so you can confirm it. And I prayed over her and she has not had a drop of pain since. She went back to the doctor for her surgery eval and they said, why are you here? They looked at the, 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 spine, the, the x-rays and were like, these are two different people. Like that's not possible. And he was like, oh, your back healed itself. We don't know, go home, you don't need surgery. Like everything was fine. And she'd been pain free because of that. And so I realized right then what the Lord had done. He had failed me so that that would happen. And so this morning I felt like you needed that fresh word. And so he veiled me so that would happen. Because if I would have remembered, I wouldn't have given you any of that. So it was like another confirming word. For, oh, another person said that to me. I was a different person in that moment. Does that make sense? Amen. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, and everything you said last time was good. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> oh, I remember. Okay, I remember now. I wouldn't remember until you told me. Yeah, too many words since then. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Simes, yeah. Have you, have you, you know something I don't know?
We want to pray for you. Send us a message with your prayer requests through Facebook or email and let us know how we can pray for you today. Also, let us know how this message impacted your life. I love you. God loves you. Shalom. Shalom.